0: Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day, and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. New day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always Find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. A new day. When things are you can start over again. You can make it better than yesterday It's a, a, a new day There's a way You can turn it around Trust me there's a way out There's more time Just don't give up When the sun rises A new day you got Yeah, yeah A new day A new day today. got
1: another chance
0: to join the conversation you can hashtag marches plate you can follow us on most social media instagram twitter facebook all of that just search for marches plate m-a-r-s-h-a-s-p-l-a-t-e y'all ready let's get started hey
1: what's up y'all Hey hey hey! Peace it, peace
0: peace. What's good? Today is a transgender day of remembrance.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, do you 20 does 20 it 20. feel like a ho- a trans holiday to you? I don't know if it's a holiday, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I've experienced it in different communities and different uh-huh. types of communities. So uh, you know, it just depends on where I was at. Like some places, it's been definitely more. um you know celebratory in some ways and Uh folks gather kind of reunion-ish kind of energy Uh um and folks kind of getting together uh and it you know sometimes it's not (laughs) because it's I, you know i just you know
0: been able to reconnect with people i think this it's yeah in my mind so when people call me and say hey can you do this transgender day of remembrance vigil or event where we gotta Mm -hmm. read off names i say no i don't do events Mm -hmm. like that no more because Mm -hmm. um i I just i have i don't say i've outgrown it it's just i don't want to do that no more (laughs) i just i've done it enough and i don't want to do it anymore i'll let somebody some yeah. new young <laughs> tra- tra- trans activists who wants to say exactly. let them let them do that kind of event. Mm-hmm. I no longer want to go to any somber um events like that. So I like to go to events that people intentionally um make it joyful and happy. Exactly. While exactly. also w- w- Giving reference to people who have passed. I feel like you can do that. We do that in ancestor worship. We do that. We do that in many things. There's a way for you to um, revere people and it not be sad. And so I love people who when they do their organizing around T-Door who intentionally make it a joyful occasion. And so that's what I like. And so that's usually the stuff that I go to. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. It's like we mourn, say these names, we're going to eat and we're going to (laughs) celebrate. Yeah, this is not a funeral. Uh, Like I mourn at a funeral. I exactly. want this
0: to be yeah. a celebration of life for these people i know they's what they call funerals but they don't be celebrating yeah for me. but um no. i i wanted to be more focused on on the celebration and so yes. have you have you had any kind of what's some of the best
1: t-door experiences that you've had one was actually where i'm at here um it was there was an event that was like outside it was real it was like in a park you know and you know folks have food and where you know they had music and we just and it was nice you know I just never yeah. experienced First of all, i never experienced being outside that late in the year but <laughs> yeah it was like yeah it was very it was very different it was very different kind of vibe um because i've had more traditional like you know i've had experience in the college settings which are kind of more what you were talking about yeah um experienced um Something at a church they did up here, which was really actually pretty chill. You know, it was a little different. But uh, but yeah, yeah. That's some of some of highlights or varieties.
0: The best one, I gotta say, the 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 people who do it the best for me <laughs> here in Houston is an organization called Mahogany Project. And mm-hmm. it is ran by Vernis McFarland. And they always just there even their branding like look like if you go to mahogany projects brandon like how they do their branding anytime they have a flower it's always some anytime they have a flyer there is always some type of flower incorporated into mm. the the look of the um yeah the look of the flyer the look of the whatever is they're putting out it's it's like having flowers somewhere blooming in oh, yeah. the vicinity so it'd be black people would be a car it'd be a character a cartoon or it'd be something but there's gonna be some type of flower incorporated like uh, y'all know what i'm talking about y'all go to their page the mahogany project <laughs> go to their page y'all right. see what i'm talking about they have always have flowers with incorporated into their branding and so the same thing happens when you go to their events so this week we officially made um not made him like we forced him. No, um mayor turner made this week last year he did a proclamation saying this week what is trans empowerment week and so instead of celebrating t door we do trans empowerment week so this whole week there's events to happen so last night i hosted dear marsha dear marsha is an event where trans artists queer artists not just trans but queer artists in the city come and perform so you they can sing they can do spoken word Uh, y'all know how it goes like a little showcase of talent voguing dancing singing all artists i was able to host it and i last year i went to it just as a spectator and i was so amazed by the talent i was so amazed like literally you know how marsha p johnson it's called dear marsha and you know how marsha p johnson has that flower ring around her head Stereotype in a deck. So on the stage is a flower ring. I told you their branding is (laughs) flower. So on the stage around the um around the mic where people are performing is this big ass circle of flowers all on the ground. Mm -hmm. So anybody performing is performing in the circle of flowers. The stage is pretty, uh, it is so dope. So this year we had a and yeah. it was dope too but we just didn't have a lot of people come. We had probably like mm. uh, eight people. Oh, I was so mad oh, we had so wow. many people last year be- but it was unusually rainy and cold. And when okay. rain okay. and cold we talk about 40s like for the it's, oh, man, it's, it's very that's, that's lot rare lot going to be on. Yeah. 40s in houston so 40s yeah. and rainy and and they're not houstonians ain't used to that kind of weather and so if it gets it's rain or anywhere <laughs> close to any kind of freezing they're like oh no baby we stand in the house <laughs>
1: right 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 but right, there right. were some
0: people that came out and all of the performers came out so of course we gonna give them the show, but it just made it super, super intimate. And we were able to still to talk to individuals in the crowd and showcase some yeah. of the people that did show up. And so it was still beautiful. Um, and then today, that was yesterday. Today, there was like a, a lunch, like um, Vernice Mahogany Project and um, SOS Sisters United, um, um, they did a, like a, a invite. It, it's it's, it's like a brunch, like a, you know, like a legends ball, like Oprah be throwing. So they'll, it, it's like three tables and everybody is decorated with all these beautiful flowers on it and they feed you and the, and uh, <laughs> Vernon's always oh man, giving beautiful. you some delicious food. It, you know how sometimes yeah. you know stuff and shit be gross. Vernon yeah. always yeah. Is, is gonna bring some delicious food. so. It's they got a DJ there and they give out awards. So, woman of the year, man of the year, person of the year, um, ally yeah. of the year. And so, um, a um, couple of years ago, we won the award of, um, of ally of the year as the as a podcast as a whole. Um, probably okay, like three years ago, I want to say like three years ago, I think it was like three years ago. So, we won the award <laughs> then. And so, yeah. it was so, it, I, it it feels like it feels like as if Oprah did T <laughs> It always feels it feels celebratory. It feels amazing. Yeah. You 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 are, you know, it's it's inclusive. You got the trans girls and the trans guys, and it just feels amazing. And non-binary folks, it just feels good and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. they do it the best like and i wish they had more funding because i feel like they would because even with the little funding that they have they They still snap snap and make it make it worthwhile to come and so it's just dope that's my favorite
1: experience first of all that sounds amazing like like an amazing institution to have every year every year in the community um but i'll be remiss my bad something similar i'm excited to go to in terms Mm -hmm. of performers is happening uh this tuesday Mm -hmm. here with uh pokan which oh you know about pokan because you've been on the pride um they're doing something they're have for t-door but it's going to be like performers and food you know just more celebratory kind of energy um so i'm I'm looking forward to that i know it's not gonna be what you are talking about but i'm gonna pass on that idea because that sounds amazing it's really dope like they really yeah they spread
0: it out so where you you know you have the entertainment Mm -hmm. and and you you know of course me being the host i'm bringing in as we go to artist to artist i'm bringing in Mm -hmm. context um, for the history and, you know, just everybody. It just, it just was a dope, it just was a dope experience. And so, um, Mm, that's how I want us to grow. (laughs) <laughs> when it comes yeah. to T-Door I am tired yeah. of the same old, same old Where we're standing in front of a mic Got some candles lit And we're reading off a list of names I am tired ty- If that's what you yeah. bring into the T-Door table Baby, yeah. pack it up yeah. Let it go <laughs> That is all. That is played out That is not creative mm-hmm. That is not original And no I am I mean, I just feel like you need to think outside the box And think a little bit Not really even outside the box, child you just
1: Look, It needs to evolve It needs to evolve no, wow. like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think to your point, like, it's like, if you're doing the same thing, it gets a little old. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this isn't more so not for trans people at this point. This is, no. like, right? It's for everybody else, right? And, yeah. and so it's like, yeah, no, we need to be doing stuff that affirms us, empowers us. During this time, not just for cis people to be like, I support trans people. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Not, you know, and I'm glad. I'm glad, like, you know, for I think for the first time, the city of Des Moines, Iowa, right? Go ahead, Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. On, Des Moines. Is acknowledging Trans Day, you know, Trans Day Remembrance, and like doing something. It probably will be more like we are gonna read these names and like these. <laughs> but you know, you gotta start you gotta somewhere. You somewhere. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know what I mean. So you know, it it, it is interesting. Uh, as more cities and you know, transgender members becomes more of a, like a mainstream kind of thing and kind of like popular culture. You know, uh, I think that's great. That and if more you don't have any
0: black people on your planning committee, but, you don't have you know, black trans
1: people on your planning period. committee when it comes to Tudor <laughs> Then you're doing yeah, that's something a problem. Wrong. That's a problem. Yeah, you should look around and go, wait a minute. Where's the people that are most
0: impacted by this? Where are they?
1: Exactly. exactly. You know, sometimes yeah, you gotta bring yeah. the
0: coins and bring the funding so they can be able to do this type of stuff and you let them lead while you bring the coins.
2: Right, <laughs> you, exactly, you, you, exactly.
0: You give your labor and, and help people do the logistics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you do. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so audience, if you have been to a T door event, hashtag Marches Play, and let us know what has been your favorite experience so far. If you've been yeah. to one and you had a really, really good time, and it wasn't set in somber, boohoo, <laughs> uh, let me know, hashtag Marches Play and let us know what has been your best T door event. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me Could just be the beginning for you So this is for your basic act What's <laughs> basic for me in this life Could be just the beginning for you Recently, I worked with Insider to create a database around um, transgender murders and one reason why that was a big deal was because most people don't invest in the data behind trans people. Trans people and the issues they face are understudied because surveys of the general population rarely ask whether or not a respondent is transgender. And so that leads to no information about us. The National Center for Trans Equality continues to press for inclusion of these questions in the general surveys. In addition, researchers must conduct more transgender-specific surveys so that the issues transgender people face are understood more deeply. Without including these questions to determine whether a person is transgender in general population surveys, we lack official information about unemployment rates, income, poverty, drug and alcohol abuse, suicide, all other data that are regularly measured in the general population. And so that can affect funding, that can affect the kind of resources that we get, that can affect so many areas of our lives, particular safety nets that we can actually use for survival, actual tangible survival mechanisms that come from, you know, different social aspects of the community. National Center for Trans Equality conducted the 2015 U.S. Trans Survey to gather data on transgender and non-binary community. With almost 28,000 respondents, the USTS survey is the largest survey ever devoted to the lives and experience of trans people. You can read the full report below. I'll put the link in the bottom. And also, they have just launched a new one because that was back in 2015 we just went through a global pandemic we just went through so much other stuff five years so we need to definitely have an up-to-date survey so if you are interested in participating in the national center for trans equality survey u.s national survey we had 28,000 last year we want to have even more so we can have more data on our experience. I will put the link in the bottom. The survey is open until December the 5th. So I repeat, this is important because we need more trans data, trans-specific data. And that's really a basic need. And that's why I'm talking about it on Trans 101.
1: November 20th, there was a mass shooting at a club called Club Q in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, right now, we know at least five people were killed and 25 others were wounded at the nightclub. And uh, the, they have identified and uh, have the person in custody. Um, they think that they praised two people in the club who confronted the gunman and stopped the attack and right now this is looking like a hate crime and um yeah and there was a long rifle and all you know just there's a lot of elements we want to know what the person looks like we want to know
0: the the club q released a statement saying um actually using the verbiage of hate which makes Mm -hmm. me feel like there's some information that they have of course um right right that makes right. Us indicate that it wasn't just ooh a shooting in the community somebody right. got into it in and shooting it was something a little bit more sinister um
1: mm-hmm. and and targeted. I'm, I'm sure a lot yeah and also with law enforcement and the legal system you know i'm sure they have to uh you know approach that a certain kind of way anyway to prove so that might be why they're not naming it yet yeah absolutely
0: and but we do have it know um confirmed that a trans man by the name of daniel Aston, who was who worked at club q um right. was one of the victims that was murdered for this to happen on transgender day of remembrance this week this time this weekend it is so fuck- freaking annoying i just feel like we have so much evidence that the rhetoric around trans people, the red- rhetoric around LGBT people, um, all this stuff leads to mass killings. Like it leads to our murders. It leads to our harm, and so makes me feel like people are not paying attention. That the the world is slow when, when we have a when we have a big change happening it's not going to be some big switch it is a slow decline that happens it's not exactly not that fast like oh boom no it is a slow decline it is it is just things like this like the insurrection that happened january 6th and it's these things this slow decline in our society that gets worse it just makes it gets worse and so it just feels like.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, i yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> similar thoughts. Uh, I I do I do think that we need to be coming together in a coalition of, of folks to address this thing together because clearly, okay, the target is all of us. Yeah. You, know, you know, clearly the target so is like, all of us. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it's and it's pick this off, pick that off, pick that off. But the end game, and this is why people should listen to Black people, particularly Black women, right? Is this is about Black people. Right. So like, that's the core of it is, and this has been the core of it, you know, since the end of slavery on paper, except if if you're incarcerated.
0: And dumb that down a little bit. I know. And uh, just for people who might not understand when we say that, I know people say, what, this is a gay club. Black people are not the only gay. What we're talking about is the culture of anti-blackness in this country all the things that we're talking about that they are pushing when we talk about um anything that that the the right wing are pushing there is a lot of times that it is rooted in anti-blackness
1: Look, yeah i mean that's what's underneath all that's, yes, that's, that's the foundation underneath it. that's the foundation even when you think even talking about abortion abortion wasn't about abortion initially it was about school busing all those folks were in the, that's where their focus was and then it became out of favor Politically, right, and culturally, folks were like, you can't just be targeting black people like that anymore. It's just socially wasn't acceptable. And so that's why they shifted to abortion. So, like, all, like, literally, like, so, like, literally, that's literally the foundation around all of this stuff, um, you know, is this thing about white people being the numerical minority one day. And they feel like trans people threaten that, uh, Jewish people threaten that, people of color threaten that, gay people threaten that, because you're not going to procreate. White Christian Anglo Saxon <laughs> Protestant babies, you know, what I'm and whatever, right? Right, and whatever you know delusional stuff they got going on, which is about America being a white Christian nation, and we're gonna support is it just it's some real crazy stuff, right? And it's really racist, it's root, you know, but yeah, it's all connected, like you said, yeah, like it's that's all the intertwined, all it's connected, all yeah.
0: intertwined, and. In- even the rhetoric around stealing the election, the rhetoric around they're they're trying to to brainwash our kids. Like those things, just based on our culture, flips motherfuckers to do crazy stuff. That kind of, you know, uh, think about all the mass shootings and all the bombings and blah, 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 usually by white men. Usually if they have some kind of manifesto, it's something that is saying, I did this because they're trying to do. When we think about yep. Charleston, when we think about, yep. you know, just this, when they, when they, when they, these maniacs are pushed to do these kind of things. I go to a lot of shit. So that's number one. So I go to a lot of, you know, black shit, I go to a lot of queer shit, I go to a lot of trans shit, and I'm always in spaces because I'm doing speaking gigs, because I'm doing um, conferences, because I'm doing um, whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm always mm-hmm. in spaces mm-hmm. where I'm in large groups of queer people, large groups of black people, large right. groups. And it is previously, it wouldn't, but recently it is, I, my brain says, like, I'll come into the space and be like, oh, all these people. And my brain immediately goes to, ooh, what if somebody shot it up? Let me look around. Let me look up at the building, see if it's a shooter up there. Just these random random thoughts in my brain, nothing happens, blessed that nothing happens, but the fact that it's giving me those thoughts and I gotta really control my anxiety in those situations because of the the you know the temperature of the fucking cold the country right it makes right. me wary it makes mm-hmm. me um now i'm a person that immediately after i have these thoughts say i'm not about to live in fear i'm not to, about to not talk mm-hmm. i'm not about to you know what i'm saying i'm gonna do right. what i need to do because that's i'm dedicated to um the journey and dedicated and and, and believe that i have been passed the torch not just me personally, like I'm not me right. personally, but we not as this generation has been passed a torch that we have to right. prepare there's for the next yeah. The responsibility that I'm dedicated to. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna live right. in fear. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I can't go do nothing because, because first of all, honey, I mean, it's my livelihood. It's how I get paid and how, um, right? Um, you know, that's i survive. it feels like terrorism in the sense of fear like fearing people into not participating fearing people into not and that's why
1: reports. they do it right yeah. and that's why they do it right and it's like yeah like no nah. no nah. yeah no nah, i hear you I hear do you, you. ever I, think I, do you ever think
0: like that do you ever are you ever
1: kind of does yeah. it come in your brain yeah i'm not you know i think part of it is like just like. I lived in different kinds of place. I lived like in the hood and then I lived like near the suburbs. So I think some of it's just from like being <laughs> grown up in the hood too. I yeah. will say that. And I'm grateful for some of those instincts because it's just like I'm always like, my. I'm not going to have my back to the window. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I need to see what's going on. Right. But um, yeah, no, I definitely have had those thoughts. Um, I remember when, when the stuff happened at Pulse, when the Pulse shooting happened. And it was Pride Fest in Milwaukee at the time. And I just had like the best night ever and I had a great time. I got, I saw Crystal Waters. I saw Deborah Cox. I was getting my little gay life, mm. getting my life. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, that's my, that's my shit. You know, old soul, what have you, people that raised me. So that's my gems, And I get my, well, shit, Deborah Cox was out here. But anyway, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I'm getting my life. And then it was just like, boom. And it was right. just such, you know. I went the next day, and they had security and at pri- at the pride fest, and security at the, you know, because it was high, because it was pride. So it was like security all the gay bars. It was it was um, wild. It was wild. But um, anyway, yeah. To your point, I do like sometimes,
0: you know, I'm gonna look around. And the mahogany project this year, them giving out. I told you they give out w- awards. The woman yes. of the year this year is a pulse survivor wow brooks. her name is chevelle <laughs> brooks here in houston and she's a houston, she's mm. houstonian and she lives here and she got the woman of the year yes this year and she's a pulse survivor and so it's, it's like that it's like oh my god this stuff That's is getting wild. so close so yes. close and you know yeah. people like this is somebody who survived it and somebody like it this is not something far away it it doesn't feel far away like and even and and for me somebody who you know i i get called by the police to go to identify bodies at at the morgue like it everything right Uh, now feels like it's it's closed like i'm like and and probably because i i do activism but it it just feels really close so it makes my anxiety in situations worse to me it feels like Mm. oh god um it's something about seeing people that um that are you a reflection of you trans people and the faces of them um and and knowing that you're a person i don't go i don't really go to gay clubs like that anymore not because i'm just getting older and growing out of gay clubs but um but knowing that you are a person that I remember being a person that went to the gay club because it was safe for me exactly I, re- I remember being that person and yeah. so to hear about shootings and hear about you know some somebody terrorizing our community um, in that situation and it just it just it just feels close it feels close it feels like um I don't have the luxury of it of some people, who are like, oh, that's uh, I'm I'm sad that's that that's there. happening for them. I'm sad <laughs> that they shouldn't do that to those people. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, why do that? You come know say like you're totally removed from it, removed from it, and maybe you like, oh no, that is bad, but it's nowhere near. Yeah, your it's a different level.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I would be lying if I said. I, you know, being, you know, they had those trooper, white people, whatever, people come out in Idaho and try to mess up their pride. They had um, people coming out in the, so we border like Iowa, like two very white, Mm -hmm. proud boy, radical extreme stuff. And uh, before COVID, like they'll come, they would come to pride and, you know, start shit. and. Usually get chased out or get their ass hooked, at least from what I saw. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not the same proximity that you're talking about, but it definitely uh, is something I think being in this region, where there's just like a lot of like, you know, more radical white people. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful I had to worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, in the little bit I seen, you know, they did try to start some shit and kind of got their ass whooped, you know, and chased out, but, you know, but they come through, you know, they came through the trans pride, came through the, you know, the gay pride, you know, so. I remember, um,
0: and I don't have control of my anger as well as I would want to as I get older. Um, (laughs) Because I remember them coming to we we did a in march we did a rally in front of the governor's mansion in austin and it was when he had um released that statement about criminalizing and it, cps investigating supportive <laughs> transparency when he when abbott did that bullshit, right and we did a we did a rally and people were coming with guns with rifles and, oh, and being no. really, really aggressive. And um and I and I remember just thinking, like, please, like in my brain, I said, please don't let one of these people be aggressive with me. Because I don't feel like I can control this. Because my mm. anger is spark, it's like it goes. And so I, I was just sitting there like, please don't let these motherfuckers get anywhere near me. Please don't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, because they are intentionally trying to antagonize people to make a thing. Mm-hmm. You see them recording, you right. see right. Uh, recording to um just to get people get, just to rile Reaction. people up, saying dumb shit. Just stupid shit. Like, why are you trying to give five-year-old sex changes and just saying dumb shit? Like, just mm-hmm. does it but to try to get you to be the angry trans person to try to get you to be the angry queer person so they can go viral on their on their fucking, um platform right so, right i just was like oh god but i have have seen the uptick we used to have a rally and wouldn't none of them motherfuckers come but right. now they're co- w- they're coming with rifles on their back or they're or you'll see the ones That's that'll right. come to the crowd and be have their mics and bullhorns wow. and dah, 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 dah. but then you'll see the ones over on their trucks with the Confederate flags hanging down of them, and they're not coming to you, but they're standing in the trucks with their guns, as as a threat. You get Ooh. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And so yeah. you'll yeah. see that. That's then wild. you'll see. Then you see. Remember when um, Biden and them was riding their bus through Texas to get to Dallas? Oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they like were surrounded, fucking. They try to surround the bus. The bus. Like yeah. what? Like this is what with that that type of stuff happens, and so it makes mm-hmm. me. I, uh, it makes me nervous and it makes me um I don't know if I'm prepared for that.
1: <laughs> right, right. Because
0: I can't deal with that. I don't let I don't let them get close to me at all. But mm. some certain time situation you can't control when it happens. So
1: yeah, that's that's wild. You know, <laughs> while you were talking, I was thinking too like I do feel better. I do feel safer when I'm at events where it's like mostly black people or all black mm-hmm. people around if something would pop off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel that way, but I definitely do. Cause I feel like there's enough people in the room <laughs> that are like prepared to like mm. respond in a in a way. Versus like, know. you know, more more. I, I mean it depends on I mean that's my experience. But the 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 places I've been, I mean the the type of events that I've been at or even just like at bars and stuff like I feel like I do feel a little bit like, I'm not, I don't feel like there's not too, I feel like there's more people than versus at a general kind of like social structure, you know, Des Moines T-door event, right? Like, you know, where you're going to read the names mm-hmm. light like, the candles, right? It's like, you feel much like, not, I, it's not like, as safe. Yeah, yet. right. I feel so like this, is, you know, yeah. So this is yeah. my logic behind it. I
0: feel less safe because my guard is down. Where my uh, okay. guard isn't down at the white people yeah. event. My guard, I'm I'm yeah. looking around, I'm I'm paying attention to if the Proud Boys coming, is especially here in Texas. They'll play games. Yeah. So I'm I'm because I feel like they would be more connected to finding their event. Anything that is like a HRC, uh Equality, Texas, right. so those are such big white organizations that I think that they would be connected and see yeah. them. I mean, that's another one. I feel
1: safer, though. That's another reason why I feel safer, too. So part of like it would of make stuff, me feel
0: safe, because they may not be connected you know, to it. Yeah, But I'm talking about socially and me paying attention. Because I'm mm. mixed with my Black folks, I'm like, ah, let's do the electric slide. Let's let's play a Frankie <laughs> right. Barry. And man, right. um, I'm, go, so I'm, I'm that, feeling yeah. family vibes. So my guard is down, and I'm not paying attention to that much. So I got it's you. like a double-edged sword. Does it make sense?
1: Yeah,
0: where, no,
1: that makes
0: White extra. ones, I'm, I'm paying attention.
1: I'm like, mm, <laughs> Okay. Mm, what's going on? You ain't where are looking all like the one the of exits. us. What's First happening? Of all, where are all the exits? <laughs> Did I mention that, uh, I think it was, damn, it might have been after the shooting that what? happened in Buffalo, perhaps, but it was definitely a white person, a white dude. Going ham shooting some black people or people of color or something like that. Uh, which is sad that I'm like, was it Buffalo? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, probably was. And um anyway, I was on the train. I was on the train here. And it was like, you know, when the train goes, you know, one side of town is mostly people of color, one side of town is mostly white folks. So I get on the train, I'm going back to the people of color side. It is, you know, me, you know, then a white boy get on, you see the train security, most of the people, you know, just folks, a lot of folks of color too, or, you know, cause it's government job. So the white boy said, no, 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 he gets on a couple stops later. And like, you could see like more people get on the train, more folks of color on the train, you know, gay white folks getting on the chain, you know, we go by Capitol Hill. And you could sense that this white boy was uncomfortable <laughs> because. Now he being racially profiled, okay? So cause everybody's looking at him like homie. <laughs> like cause you, your book bag, you're looking down, you look, are you angry? Are you happy? What's going on here? Okay. Everybody what are you doing second. here, sir. What's exactly? that bag? <laughs> okay. Okay. Literally, like the whole time he was on That's right. Security came by a couple times. <laughs> And everybody, the, the old gay white man looking at him. You know what I'm saying? All the other people of color, we was, you know, all represented on the train, just checking homie out. Like,
0: <laughs> that is so funny.
1: It was so wild, right? <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was so bizarre because, so head, I'm like, this can't, he ain't never been racially profiled. <laughs> we that happened to Unfortunately, me. Unfortunately, this show people, you know what I'm saying, doing this shit mostly. So.
0: That happened to me at a church where a guy came in, but the honey, I don't know, I don't even know what to call him, but as soon as he came in, the men of the church was like, hey, buddy, who are you? How are you?
1: Right. (laughs) Because he was looking real scary. And that's why I feel safer about us, because you know what I'm saying? Because we're going to ask some questions, you know what I mean? Like, homie, you seem a little out of place. Are you sure
0: you at the right had a spot, trucker guy. hat on? Yeah, one of them camouflage trucker hats on. And I looked over like, hmm. You know, uh, what's that song on Sesame Street? One of these things are not things like the not- other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we looking like you looking like a motherfucker. You look like you don't belong, you need to start baby. some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Ooh, we know this is a place <laughs> of worship. So anybody is welcome come as
1: you are right
0: come as you are but how you have come have buddy re- our <laughs> antennas are up and baby the trade the, the church tray was like hey buddy how are you what do you come here for <laughs> they were around surra- not surrounding him it was like two of them so one was behind him and one was on the side of him saying hey how you doing i know that's right Why
1: <laughs> we ain't taking um, no chances homie
0: none what? Because your he people was cool. are wilding. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool. Like he started, he'd be like, you know, he, he was asking, like, you know, I came yeah. in and he answered the question, but yeah, yeah We got, right. like, okay, well, enjoy the service. Still Ooh, side eye, so and like yeah. Still side eye, paying attention, honey. Right.
1: Oh, that's too funny. That yeah, is that too did happen to me in the that's too Right. Y'all have a type. <laughs> Look, you have a type. You do. (laughs) And so you coming in looking like the pet.
0: (laughs) Gotta we we gotta. I was saying that the in the math
1: and the math maths on that, right? Now I like how y'all racially profile black folks. No, this math maths. This okay. Math maths. <laughs> like
0: literally, y'all is the ones. <laughs> y'all is the ones. The numbers don't lie. The numbers said that y'all is the culprit for
1: mass shootings. Oh my you? god! Hey buddy, <laughs> right? Are you in the right? What are you, you doing sure you here, good? buddy? We don't right. know you.
0: What's your name, John? <laughs> Brad, what's going on? <laughs> Josh, Sorry. I don't know. Josh, do you got anything on out. you, buddy?
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> How are y'all coping with the anxiety? Of if you are activists out here, are you somebody who? parties and groups you're you know you're an extrovert and like to be out yes. with the queer folks and queer folks right. and feel safe and da, da da da. are y'all feeling some anxiety around gatherings mm-hmm. are y'all feeling mm-hmm. how are y'all coping with that are y'all like me i'm not stopping i'm I, it doesn't i'm not stopping from gathering but mm-hmm. i can say that more frequently my brain is looking around Where's the right? Um, I'm right. out, like you said, because I'm from the hood. There's certain things that I just automatically do just because. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> yeah. okay. but eyes open. <laughs> eyes open. I'm paying attention uh, when some shit is yeah. popping off. I'm paying attention when some rustling mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. happening. I'm paying attention when motherfuckers mm-hmm. get to moving too fast.
1: I, and you, I look, get look, 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 Diamond. You don't, you don't even know I'm paying attention. Okay. Yeah. I look like I'm paying attention, but right. I am paying attention. I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that is my normal but i have yeah. noticed in my brain more thoughts about you know those things mass shooting yes not just you yeah. being in the hood is about are we about to get robbed somebody about to fight what you know you should something <laughs> like that um but you know men who are being weird like you know am i be- men who make you feel unsafe i'm paying attention to shit like that but now i'm paying mm-hmm. attention to you know Mass shooting, shit, like, do these is somebody coming in alone with a big backpack with some something on their back? And you know, is it a white boy? <laughs> is it a you know, is it one of these things? It's not like happening? I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm paying attention. So, are yeah, y'all paying yeah. attention? Audience, yeah. are y'all paying attention? Are y'all have y'all? Have, have y'all brains started to make that kind of connection? Are you feeling safe in group settings? You know, we had even the, yeah. they're running over the white girls. Remember in Charlottesville years ago? Um, oh yeah, yep. Heather yeah, Heyer. So hired. what? Yeah. Let me Perfect. know. Let us know. Hashtag Marsha's plate. So recently, the Insider Investigations team decided to take a comprehensive look at killings of transgender people over the past five years. A deep dive where they submitted records requests to police, sheriffs, prosecutors, courts, the FBI, and ICE to assemble thousands of pages of primary documents. It was tricky because law enforcement really, you know, they can be shady, misgendering us or being neglectful. We called friends, family, advocates, county clerks, attorneys, law enforcement officials all over the country to fill in the gaps. The results are in. We have the database and they contacted your girl, Diamond Styles, to be a consultant and I wanted to bring another trans person that they brought on as a consultant to talk about the findings that we found. Insider brought me and Dr. Raina Moman in to help them with their sensitivity and the data and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to bring them, that is, they, them pronouns, bring them in and talk about what we experience and, you know, surprises and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, Raina.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with me. And, you know, this was heavy. This was really, really heavy. So, and bringing, um, bringing your talent and your expertise. And I know you, your expertise is queer criminology, um, Mm -hmm. transgender criminology and victimization, mass Mm -hmm. incarceration, educational access. You just got all the expertise in the field of what we were talking about. So definitely I wanted to bring you on so you can talk about it. So, our findings on on this Insider Project was, there were certain things for me that were not surprising and there were some things that were surprising. So can you tell me in your experience, what was like things that were like, the water is wet <laughs> and things that were like, you know, oh, this is interesting. This is a surprise I didn't expect.
2: Yeah, um, I definitely say it takes a lot to surprise me. Um, You know, I've been been studying trans homicides for a long time, and and just you know, uh, live living as a non-binary trans person. Um, So I probably start just by saying uh, the couple of things that um, did surprise me um, because it wasn't much. So in terms of you know what the data uncovered over the last five years, I'd say um, two probably two main things stood out um like that non-binary and gender non-conforming victims were you know more likely to be killed by police uh violence than their trans female counterparts at Mm -hmm. least you know over the last five years and that wasn't something I had really um either come across before or thought much about so I thought that was interesting um but the other thing was really that there were you know um so many trans victims killed by serial killers and Mm -hmm. and and different different serial killers and you know that's such a a rare occurrence in the first place but but to to be talking about 175 um transgender victims of of homicide over the last five years and i believe there were six different um, uh, individuals that were killed by serial killers and that Mm -hmm. that just was particularly striking
0: so. yeah that, that was surprising too for me and the, i don't i wouldn't want to say this was surprising um mm-hmm. but it was uh i i we know racism is going to do what racism does and so i was really wondering because i never really dived into the the results like the convictions and how Mm -hmm. when you bring in the justice system how things would show up and it was quite interesting that racism would show up in that the victims if the victims are white (laughs) <laughs> they get higher rates of convictions for for right. their murders and yeah. not that that racism is su- racism is surprising but where mm-hmm. it showed up was kind of like mm-hmm. oh i didn't even think about this because I didn't think right. that they were getting conviction like that anyway. But the fact that we can see a disparity um, when it comes to the race of the victims, that was quite mm-hmm. surprising to me.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, very rarely do people talk about that. I had done some prior research on on case outcomes as well. And, and we had certainly found that there was, you know, some disparity in terms of the, the different, um, you know, intersections of the victim characteristics and, and, you know, kind of what justice looks like. Um, but, yeah, you know, in terms of things that didn't didn't surprise me at all. I mean, most victims were initially dead named and misgendered, of Facts. course, um, you know, by police investigators, um, you know. Most victims were black trans women and trans women of color. We've we've known that um, all along, um, but you know, even just that that most victims were killed by um, you know males of color that were pretty young. I think some of those types of things are probably um, you know surprising to other people if they're not familiar with this. And and because what little we really um, have learned, um, at least before you know this this fantastic work that Insider has done, is um, really just focused on. Um, just you know the the victim's name and and gender identity and their mm-hmm. age and you know kind of when when they were killed and we don't usually find out a whole lot else about those cases so this has just been um, kind of really groundbreaking.
0: Facts. Um, now looking through your work, like with, with your PhD and you know even when you were getting your master's, it was really um, there. Your work revolved around seeing. Um, You know, all these kind of elements in Mm -hmm. trans people's lives that kind of exacerbate the lives of of us, Mm -hmm. that any kind of that makes us exacerbate the things that makes us susceptible to the harms and the injustice at unusual rates. Can you talk about some of those barriers and uh, that you have found in your work and that this project reflect?
2: I mean, that's an excellent question. I mean, I really think of barriers. I I kind of think, you know, we face um, barriers in every social institution, every life arena. And certainly um, some of us may face different barriers or there's those barriers may be more pronounced for us depending on the color of our skin, you know, the specific gender identity with which we identify, how legible we are and all of that. Um, But I mean, those show up everywhere, whether we're trying to shop or eat or use the restroom, you know, seek medical care. Rent an apartment, go to school, um, mm. change, change our name, gender markers—all of that. There, there are roadblocks, and and like I said, you know, there are certainly going to be um, different roadblocks for for different people, depending. You know, we're not a homogenous group. We definitely do not all look alike, and we and we do have some different experiences. And there's still, you know, kind of a lot of work to be done and a lot of research that hasn't been done that really um, kind of uh, really opens up, you know gives us a better sense of what those nuances are you know what what experiences might be different for for non-binary people versus trans males or um you know trans women versus um, trans men and whatnot but you know i say just generally speaking i mean anyone who falls under the transgender umbrella can can really hardly escape the discriminatory laws and policies um you know the stigma the transphobia the microaggressions i mean there are all of these subtle and overt ways that um you know it's really communicated to us um as a whole that you know we're not welcome we're a source of discomfort and we're you know undeserving of existence according to a whole whole lot of people a so of people um but yeah i don't know if that really kind of answers your question but i mean it's it's the barriers are everywhere it's it's everything you do from just trying to live and breathe and step out into the world and um try and meet your basic needs and just and, and to just being safe. Be fact, yeah.
0: And to mm-hmm. me, that's why this deep dive, because like I said, this is this is a deep dive that I have not seen to this level. Yes. Um, why it's so powerful, because it exposes what, you know, it, we it has been many different names, but like Patricia Hill Collins calls it the um, matrix of domination, mm-hmm. the Combahee River Collective called it simultaneity. Um, mm-hmm. Kimberly Crenshaw called it intersectionality, all these mm-hmm. concepts that that describe what you just were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's that's why we have to invest in the research we invest in the, in the data so we can get real accurate um um accounts and um uh, information about what is kinda actually going on instead of mm-hmm. all of us kinda grasping at straws, especially people who don't live this experience because right. some of these things, like I said, are water water is wet moments because I lived them. I've lived them mm-hmm. and experienced them all of my life. And so right. I was able to know them, but I didn't have the data to actually, um, su- sometimes to support um, what mm-hmm. I was saying to people. Right, yeah. Another thing, is what was interesting is in some of these cases the shame and the isolation around intimacy that fuels Mm -hmm. like the culture of rape and violence against all women and push men to kind of harm women and threaten that who threaten their masculinity and so Mm -hmm. this is something that you know cis women deal with but definitely in this in this particular database we're talking about trans women um Mm -hmm. and this kind of national culture around um, politics that um, w- that has literally in the past five years been waging war um, against trans people with no regard to how it affects our lives. And one of the key findings is that since this kind of uptick in talking about trans and the rhetoric that um, has come along with that, we've mm-hmm. seen the increase in our deaths. And so is there any theories on how, how that you think a reason why that would be?
2: I mean, I definitely think we have to always be paying attention to the socio-political climate and, you know, I'd say pretty much the moment the 45th president seized power, I'll call it seized power. You know uh, there has been an uptick and we've certainly seen just uh, you know the level of hateful rhetoric that's been spewed at us has just uh, been exacerbated it's everywhere and you know we're we've been seeing the effects for 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 all these years and i i'm I'm concerned that you know we will continue to see it for years to come and you know now we also have to worry about the the next presidential election and 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 what the next regime uh, may bring because you know um at any given time things can change pretty abruptly and you know even when we gain rights they can get repealed and you know everything just kind of changes so quickly but um i mean people are certainly more emboldened in the current current socio-political climate um and we absolutely can't deny that Uh, people have been you know and that's you know coming from the highest office for for a period of time that that was you know pretty much legitimated um we were direct direct targets with with bullseyes on our backs and um you know it's it's certainly it goes hand in hand with you know the increase in um you know fatal violence against transgender people for sure i mean there's absolutely a correlation
0: in your studies and your career um what motivates motivated you other than being a a trans non-binary person other than your own personal identity to what motivated you to focus like your PhD on this and in your education on this? Because in, mm-hmm. in my experience in academia, there has been, um, there's a lot of barriers that happens when we try to, you know, like do our dissertation on, mm-hmm. on something that's queer. And I, I heard a lot mm-hmm. of people get turned down when they want to do something really, really queer specific and trans specific when it comes to the, their subject and their subject matter, their expertise, and so have you seen a shift? What motive? So, two-part question: What motivated you mm-hmm. to go in that direction? And with this climate change, political, socio-political climate, have you seen a shift? Because your education spans since the two two thousands, know, ninety six, and mm-hmm. on. I think it was there was something that happened in ninety six, and so all the way till now, have you seen a shift in accepting what you wanted to focus on in your in academia?
2: i mean yes but i'm also i'm coming from one of if not the most at <laughs> least progressive states um yeah i don't west know virginia. where you drank west virginia um <laughs> so i'm i am born and raised and um you know getting getting out very soon <laughs> um working my way out but you know i did i started my undergrad back in 1996 and then you know went back for my master's um and you know then took a long break before i returned for my doctorate and i mean you know Early on, when I was trying to um, kind of study trans lives and, and approach some of my work around trans issues, I definitely faced a lot of pushback within my own department and from you know very specific professors, um, and it definitely was a difficult um, thing to try and Um, get support with. And, you know, it was easy for me to want to shy away from it um, uh, because, you know, I was put in some some pretty compromising positions um, over the years in that regard. Um, But, you know, I left academia for a long time and and was kind of untainted by it. Um, And, you know, I was really just immersed in the real world and living everything. So, you know, when I returned to school after about eight years between my master's and my PhD, and I uh, returned in 2016 um, you know i wanted to study the criminalization of transgender people based on everything i'd experienced and seen and seen in the media and the way the world was changing in good and bad ways um, but you know when i uh, kind of got excited to dive into the literature because i wanted to see what the scholarly literature said and what the research um, you know uh, said in my in my field, sociology and criminology, there was there was pretty much a conspicuous absence of research on trans lives, and it was um, pretty disconcerting. Um. And so, you know, I knew that I needed to really kind of run with it because there was a lot of work to be done. Um, but also I was introduced to queer criminology early on in my PhD, and that was something I hadn't, you know, hadn't heard about or learned about or been familiar with before. So, I mean, that was just kind of a fantastic approach to, to taking really a critical and queer lens, um, to, to any kind of social scientific examination of, um, transgender lives. So really, you know, I wanted to do something that I, I hoped would maybe potentially um, you know, play some small role in, you know, improving the life chances of trans people um, by studying what I do. So definitely that, deeply personal, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely appreciate people that keep going with the fight in academia just so we can expand um, mm-hmm. the knowledge that, it, that, that is there. Cause there is a lacking, there is, mm-hmm. um, I remember when, um, God, what is the name, Erickson? It was a trans man who invent, who um who inherited um a lot of money from his parents. And mm-hmm. and he started the Erickson Institute. And one of one their first jobs was to create like a database of trans history and collect like mm-hmm. articles and stuff like that. And um it, it it was the first of its kind. So even in that time, it was somebody was putting a drop in archiving our history. And I thought that that so amazing. Um, Are there any cases or examples of um, that in your career that that are not common, that really stood out in like queer criminology that like still to this day are kind of embedded in your brain? Like just the cases that you were like, wow, I just, I didn't think about that. I didn't, it just, people don't know this. Any cases?
2: You know, I don't have any specific ones that, that that kind of come to mind or to speak of. Um, you know, I've studied a lot of different areas of of, of trans lives just in, in my Um, you know kind of academic career and throughout my doctorate Um, but I would say maybe what I'd want to really speak to um, because I had done earlier this year I'd done interviews um, with trans people um, for for my dissertation so you know and I only spoke to a small number of people but but you know just I gained so much insight from from um, these individuals but I'd say kind of what stands out to me because that's really fresh um and, you know, qualitative research is also hard to come by, uh, you know, hearing directly from, from you know trans people and centering trans voices is just, you know, that navigating the social world, you know, trans people, you know, we have to constantly make decisions about where to go, whether to go, whether to go alone or with other people, when to go, whether to disclose. Um, you know, whether to get to know people beyond the surface level, whether to enter certain spaces, pursue certain occupations. So it's it's this constant and taxing endeavor that that really takes a toll on us in ways that, um, you know, I think we're still learning about. So that's kind of another area that we haven't. um, It hasn't really been, you know, explored very much, but I'd say it's I don't think a lot of people realize the extent to which our social worlds are reduced to this, you know, tiny, tiny pocket. in order to you know attempt to, to to protect ourselves and protect our communities and you know be as safe as we can possibly be navigating the world and and ideally being able to do so while feeling like we are able to to live authentically as some people refer to it um so i think that that's probably something that people don't think a whole lot about is that you know there are ve- it's it's very limiting um and it's it's very taxing and it's exhausting Um, also to to be constantly having to go out of our way to make cisgender people make cis people feel comfortable um, just even in our presence like it's a job that we are you know we're we're responsible for that we didn't ask for so on top of trying to then pursue careers and and you know go try and get a degree or work in a job that we actually love or you know, just the, the meeting the basic needs, and then also trying to find joy. It's it's a constant uh, battle with um, compromising, you know, um, these social spaces, and whether or not um, we're going to be putting ourselves into danger, um, and at harm's way, or whether or not we're going to miss out on a lot of things, because the world is kind of telling us, this is not for you.
0: Right. Or- so I'd
2: say maybe that, yeah.
0: Mentorship, like it's, it's mm-hmm. so many things. I remember I was talking to my friend about um, the the homosocial experience of young boys. And mm-hmm. I remember as a young boy, when I, way before I transitioned, so many men will go out of their way. When they thought that they were saving me from homosexuality, they will go out of their way to help me, like mentor me and sh- give me access to certain things because I was a little boy and, it, and they they thought that it was, um, you know, their job to do that. Oh, you ain't got no mm-hmm. father in your life, so let me come in and be your mentor. As soon as I transitioned, that access to whatever that is, communally, was totally cut off. Men now shied away from engaging with me. Men now um were no longer in a in a position to, because of how it um questioned their own personal um identity and manhood and sexuality, da-da-da-da. Now they can't even help me at all. And so mm-hmm. only people who I had that would that was even remotely in a mentorship situation was women where cis people, women or men, um, girls or boys, they could it could it could oscillate from men and women helping them. Da da da. My circle of people who would help me would only mm-hmm. be people who would usually are queer usually Mm -hmm. who are queer adjacent it usually would only be that so my circle of people who gave me opportunities became so 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 small so i totally Mm -hmm. understand and agree with what what you're saying um Mm -hmm. lastly i wanted to ask you with this database with this project what do you think some of the um the benefits or the consequences or um You know the things that will come out of this what do you think that Mm -hmm. that will be
2: yeah yeah that's that's a great question too because you always want to think about like what's next and um, what is the value in this um and i think there's a lot but you know i mean it's certainly the information, you know, that's out there now, it squashes some of the myths surrounding trans homicide victims, but also suspects and the context of the crimes. Um, but I'd say it also humanizes the victims, um, you know, really moves away from sensationalism like we are used to seeing in the victim blaming. So it's really giving um, some dignity and agency to. To um, you know, to these trans homicide victims, um, but is also offering a lot of rich contextual um, information that really tells a more complete story about the the trans lives that are cut short. Um, I'd say the data itself kind of lends to to more research opportunities that can you know ideally shed even more light on these homicide cases. Um, so you know, the more we know, I think the more we can um, take some steps to to curb mm-hmm. some of this violence. Um, you know, and another thing with with what um, Insider has done is, you know, also included the primary documents that they've been able to obtain. Um, so, you know, uh-huh. arrest reports, police reports, indictments, and all of that. I mean, that allows us to really see kind of the often hidden um, details of what shapes these investigations. Negligence. You know, it, yeah, I was going to say it highlights the investigative uh, flaws, the, the negligence, the police bias, um, and and also kind of really reveals the reality that, uh, you know, a lot of people even in you know the criminal legal system you know working in that system um that have a job to to do justice whatever that um does or doesn't mean um that, that they see little value in trans lives and and that people really see a lot of a lot of us is disposable i mean it's absolutely mm. reflected um but that information now is out there and i know that a lot of it is redacted um you know with 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 some of the information they've been able to 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 get um but putting that out there kind of exposes uh, that side of the system in a way that they can't really hide from um so i think there's a lot to be gained from from that information being publicly available at least with you know with respect to as many of the you know 175 victims that they were able to um To obtain that information from. And I think, I think that's going to be huge. So.
0: I totally agree. Another element is using this as citation in 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 our, great, in our grant writing to be mm-hmm. able to um, get funding, like the data Absolutely. that that is something that we always can use when we are creating programs. And we are coming to these foundations and coming to these people who have this money, we actually have even more information to be able mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is this will be a more effective program for us to prevent violence. This is this will be a more we see the connection between lack of housing and health care and all these and the socioeconomic connections we see it and we look this is the data this is information that we actually can use in our writing and i can see it just uh like kind of boistering up um the effectiveness the efficacy of our programs and so Mm -hmm. i that's that's when i first saw some of the numbers i was like oh my god i this this the citing this i can see many people citing this in their work
2: absolutely yeah and i'm really glad you mentioned that Yeah, with funding and whatnot because data is one of the hardest things to come by when we're talking about trans people Um, on on any any given subject it's that's it's insufficient and you know what is there is being collected by either you know advocacy organizations um you know people like insider and whatnot it's not it's not the you know the the people that should be collecting it um you know the like i said criminal legal system actors and 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 police and you know fbi and whatnot so
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Raina, Dr. Raina, Moman, I, I just, I, it was a pleasure working with you in this project. You just brought so much information with your expertise and I felt like I was just bringing lived experiences and, and you just came in with some of the data that you had already been working on. And it just made me feel like I I had a partner that was um, equally yoked and just made me feel great and secure in the space working with them. So thank you so much. Thank you so much
2: oh thank you i was so grateful that you were on board and i absolutely learned a lot of valuable insights from you you know you brought a hell of a lot to the table and this was just this was just an incredible experience and yes such a somber topic and something that's you know deeply personal and painful for a lot of people but um you know the work that we did together and that we did alongside all of the great folks that were involved at insider Mm -hmm. was you know this is just definitely one of the most valuable experiences in my time you know going for this going for this degree this is about a lot more than than a PhD so mm, thank, you. thank you can
0: you can you tell the people where they can find you on social media if they wanted to contact you
2: oh uh, actually <laughs> I'm not on social media oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, but I will say I, I learned a valuable lesson or in my first first semester of my doctorate and you know they taught us about the uh um I forget how they worded it, but I very quickly decided I was getting off of social media so that it could could not be used against me as <laughs> I was um, <laughs> trying to trying to do this thing. Presentation of self. Yeah, that was a, a nightmare lesson that I hope nobody learns the way I did. Um, But no, unfortunately, I'm not on, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but yeah, no social media for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> well they can find you
0: through your work like yeah. however however they come across so um I do appreciate that and thank you so much for spending time with me thank you
2: this was wonderful thank you
0: two interesting points that I want to see what you think about them. yeah if the victim was white uh-huh. there was more likely to be a conviction oh yeah uh-huh uh-huh Racism didn't surprise me, but I didn't know how it was going to show up. <laughs> right. And so right, it was interesting right. that it showed up there. Uh, another right. element where racism and <clears throat> I don't know what else, I, I, racism um, and something else, but where it shows up. If you take the men out, because we know they dominate as the person who does the killing right men yeah yeah if you take the men out and just look at the women who killed trans people Mm -mm. there were no black women (laughs) (laughs) that did not surprise me at all because i I black women ain't out here killing trans people right it was all white women and a few latinas and it's probably white. Crazy. Oh, white Latinas. <laughs> um, another element of that is that they all got off for self-defense.
1: Oh girl. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh <laughs> Also not surprising, but goddamn. <laughs> but
0: it's like, what?
1: Huh? What what listen to be a white, okay? To be a white, I don't care if you white Latina, white Russian, white Jewish, <laughs> okay? Like, to be a white is some wild shit, especially to be a white woman is some wild cis white woman. Do a little crying, a little red in the face.
0: tears, red strawberry cheeks. <laughs> but for some reason that gives you privilege baby yeah exactly. <laughs> rosy exactly. white skin exactly. yeah. and rosy and cry baby cheeks and to tears. do
1: anything just yeah. reckless <laughs> you can
0: do whatever <laughs> it is just heart. oh that's god
1: that's, that's it so wait which one surprised you though was it just the the more dark skinned women then well you said that did not surprise you no that did not surprise me at all that but the colorism on the hell no it
0: surprised me at all i've been right. doing that um right. but that that they got all got off with self-defense that oh, okay. didn't surprise me yeah. i thought that at least somebody would you know go to jail may get less time but they're all getting off for of self-defense crazy um wow yeah and just some but of the know details know. in the case some of, an, a, another element that surprised me is the police negligent not that they are negligent but how the to level what of degree it. like i'm yeah. talking about breaking the girl's phone damaging one of the victim's phones so they couldn't make a connection between her and the victim the suspect because they broke her phone um one of the girls got pushed in the lake and drowned the dude admitted it and claimed that she got up out the water she and said she must have fell back in
1: She's Lazarus? You know what, I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What, what the hell? <laughs> and he wait, got off. Wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry. This shit ain't funny, but goddamn, like what the hell? Like, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you talking about? Where was where, where where was that at? Did you catch where that this was? This is at? San
0: Antonio. A is black this, so wow. Black trans woman, white man. He said if, if this is another thing. Before the investigation, before he admitted it, he said that he didn't know her. He don't know nothing about it. But, sur-
1: but now he pushed her in the water.
0: But surveillance then- cameras showed that they've been talking, <laughs> hugging, and kissing for two days, and he then knew her. to he don't know days. her, right? But he didn't right. know her. But then he right. admits to pushing her in the water. But he said she got out, and he walked off, and she must have fell back in and drowned.
1: What? That's a wild- that's
0: some, you, <clears throat> that's some that wild shit. Let that be a reason for you not to arrest him or not to get on him. What?
1: But you know, you know what though? <clears throat> I wonder how similar a lot of these statistics are for black cis women too. Exactly. You, the, the unseen yeah. documentary with Anthony Sowell.
0: Like they were getting away from him and going to the police saying, this nigga is killing people. This nigga, this dude is killing white not not killing white women <laughs> this dude is killing <laughs> black women he tried to kill me in his house he had dead bodies yeah. in his house and they didn't listen to them have you seen that documentary Mm-mm. it's called unseen anthony so well he died in prison but he had got he went to prison for raping somebody and then got out 15 years later and became a serial killer
1: that's crazy
0: killing the dolphins in the area and literally all yeah, the documentary crazy. the um the it's oh the- wait 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 wait
1: was this in ohio yes yeah 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 i know i know what you're talking about cleveland and the girl survived one of the girls yeah 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 I know and the dude
0: about. across the street from him at the little corner store he gonna say yeah. he gonna say he think he was doing a, a service to the community by killing them this is the owner of the shop listen, On, listen. one camera that's crazy saying that's crazy but yeah, I think you are totally right. But this is what we have been yeah. saying. We know that this, exactly. this bullshit aligns with cis women because it's the life that we live. Exactly. exactly. And it's just going to be exacerbated because of our transness. But we're going to be in some of those same violent exactly. experiences as cis women. It's just going to be exacerbated in the same way right. that white women are going to experience domestic violence, but black women are going, it's going to be exacerbated by racism
1: trans women the the negligence
0: right yeah the negligence how people respond to it the barriers to care the barriers to getting into shelters it is going what however the inner the the, wherever you are in the matrix of domination as patricia hill collins calls it wherever Mm -hmm. you are in the matrix of domination that is going to depend on how frequently this stuff is going to get to you Mm -hmm. but -hmm. we are all women Mm -hmm. and we are all going to be experiencing this violence because this is the culture that we live in a rape culture we a rape culture a uh um of a culture that men kill and beat women
1: <laughs> yeah i mean honestly it's like we're i mean tra- black trans men and trans masculine folks are at the intersection as well in many ways absolutely too. you yes. know it's like we're all sitting at this intersection <laughs> together Especially if they date men <laughs>
2: yeah if they i mean it's men, like yes. if
1: they date if they date men if they don't date men and mm-hmm. they found your tea um yes. you know and 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 also when dealing with right i mean but also talking about what you're talking about in terms of like the dealing with the doctors or the police right it's like you have a fat body they might not give a fuck about that trans. so now you're still so you're dealing with the transphobia and you're dealing speak, with speak on the it, shit yes. that you deal with as black because, women. That, because uh, it's, it's, whatever it's, it's their
0: approach. bias is towards your identity they yep. can respond to you however they feel you are so if they feel right. oh no, nah, you got a pussy you still a woman i can assault mm-hmm. you i can touch you mm-hmm. i can um right. um digitally rape you or, or the other kind of you right. know right. It, i can do these things because you really a woman Right. This is the thing right. that they can do because right. it, it doesn't right. matter what I feel about myself or how I how passable exactly. I am, blah, blah,
1: blah. It's And then in the negligence you're, ne- you're the negligence with law enforcement too, right? It's yes. like the negligence with the law power enforcement, they have. The negligence that happens with you know when folks go to the hospital or are not respected You know, or whatever around like pronouns or even when you are people are like what the fuck is that with your body? Or you know all kinds of random ass shit that people go through um you know, especially if you don't live somewhere, which is most folks don't live somewhere where being trans is pretty normal, where they have a whole like out here. You you know, I can go. I'm not saying people don't deal with transphobia, but like I said a couple shows ago, I went to the doctor and they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, you're trans. Oh, just like, what, a, what, a, what a, How you doing? Want to be make sure I'm cool." But that's not everywhere. That's not most places. I, what I love about the
0: database is it really points towards the socioeconomic stuff that leads to trans people um, mm. being more susceptible to violence, which reflects all the other demographics. When we talk about Native American women, right. and girls, who are, you know, their numbers are super crazy. They, right. the, homicide is the highest rate of death in Native American Women and girls between the ages of ten and twenty four. I want y'all to hear what the hell I'm saying. Right, ten and twenty four. That is crazy. Homicide. Homicide. So, for me. Just the fact that is it's reinforcing the socioeconomic problems that lead that makes us more susceptible, just like any other minority demographic. Uh, I just I, if your work, if you are doing work for the community or trying to, I really hope that what you are doing is giving. Creating survival tools, survival yeah. mechanisms for us to actually survive. And, and and we're talking about you know, getting us housing, getting us access to housing, getting us access to healthcare, getting us a- access to education, getting us access to work, employment, jobs. Um trades, access to not just going to college and getting degrees, but actually getting trades. How are we helping yes. that? It's not some people, is just you know, sometimes they need a trade and not a, a degree. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, how how are we how is your work actually creating tangible, like tangible tools to be able to help trans people uh, get access to those things?
1: One bajillion percent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I would just add to that too, it's just like if you're, if you have skill sets around addressing erasure, right? It's like, cause that's, you know, how we're experiencing those interactions with these institutions too, you know, it's like, you know, a person's going to be more likely to, I mean, I, that's connected to all of this, right? To access to healthcare. It's like, if you know, you can trust the doctor, you can, you'll go to the doctor <laughs> more. <laughs> You know, if you feel like you can trust the police and you're in an emergency situation, you'll call them, you know. But if you already like, they're not going to listen to me, or I don't want to be bothered with no bullshit, or whatever, you know. There was a case,
0: um, speaking of the cases in the database, there was a case mm -hmm. where a girl had got brutalized by the police and was suing. This is in California, I think it was LA. Mm -hmm where she was getting she had got brutalized by the police and so she was suing the police department in the midst of that lawsuit she was getting domestically abused by her partner mm-hmm. 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 so who does she call mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the police mm-hmm. that she's suing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she can't do that right she's enemy number yeah. one to them exactly exactly so her boyfriend ended up killing her wow so wow. it's a, just a wild situation yeah. so yeah if we feel safe how uh, are you making us feel safe how are you mm-hmm. making us feel safe how are you giving us the tools to be able to be out of those situations mm-hmm. if this is the work that you do i know some, there's so many you know there's so many people doing work in other sectors and sometimes it's like yeah. I, i'm already working in domestic violence but can trans right. people be a part of that
1: work that you're doing? Exactly. Exactly. Can you I mean them that, in that process. The the that intersection piece in terms of like dealing with this piece, like all of us are dealing with this, you know, yeah. um in some form. And yeah, like if you're a provider or whatever, or even more conversations about how we all sit at this intersect, it's too many parallels. It's just too yeah. many parallels. And I'm sure there's a lot we all can learn from each other as well, you know, mm. from our experiences and resistance, you know? So, I'm going to put
0: the database in the show notes and I want y'all to check it out. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to go through the information and let us know what surprised you. Let us know what, um, didn't surprise you. Um, yeah, the link is in the bottom and hashtag Marshall's plate. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give euphoria More than peace of mind It's the joy and space to change the tide Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give euphoria More than peace of mind It's the joy and space to change the tide Gimme, gimme, gimme euphoria It's a feeling And the high I can never come down from Woah so lj what has been bringing
1: you euphoria this uh consistency has been bringing me euphoria this week Mm. um i got this past week uh i think i got an average of seven and a half hours of sleep and that's pretty good for me i like to try to get you know i'm trying to i notice that once i really actually get seven or eight hours of sleep or more if I get less than that, my I I can tell, you know, my body's like, whatever. And I don't know if it's since I crossed the 40 line <laughs> or something, but my body's like, listen, you really need to uh let your body restore. So, yeah, that's that's been bringing me before is like good rest. Like, you know, just being kind of consistent, trying to yeah consistency. It's been since I had like a consistent week of like. Almost eight hours sleep or eight hours sleep. Mm,
0: consistent sleep. I
1: know that's right. Okay, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like, it's like I ain't even know this was a thing.
2: So,
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, honey, sleep is never my issue, baby. I'm gonna get my Z's, man.
1: <laughs> oh, you, you better get, than me.
0: I'm gonna yeah. get my Z's, child. I'm gonna be, oh, get my rest. I, I will <laughs> nap. On yeah, I nap have to. I have to work quick. at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you said you gonna get that rest i'm gonna get my rest i'm not i'm the you know there's some people who you know if they haven't stressed out they don't eat um or if or they don't sleep i'm the total opposite in that regards i'm gonna eat (laughs) and i'm going (laughs) to sleep (laughs) with stress makes me eat and stress makes me sleep baby i'm i will be like oh this thing is there's a sound on instagram that's getting real popular where the, Uh. the the indian dude said if you're having a bad day fuck it <laughs> just go to sleep stop <laughs> and just rest start over
1: some days can't
0: be fixed just go to sleep rest and wake up the next day and try to do it again and <laughs> do something else yeah. yeah and that is that is i am that person baby if i'm stressed out i'm a bitch that will go and cuddle in the bed and lay down and get my rest <laughs> Give me something to eat and go
1: to sleep. I know that's great though. (laughs) What about what about yourself? What's your euphoria this week?
0: My euphoria this week. What has been giving me black joy? What have been giving me black joy? Hmm. I mean that event sound banging. It's some that yes. I guess that would that's what it would be, the event. Because we're gonna talk about next week that the girl that got killed by her friends while they was on vacation. That's been drama. The the damn shootings. Um, it just I don't know. I'm like shit. But yes, I think the event, the event, and um, honey, my fashion has been giving me euphoria. I've been looking okay. fly, motherfucker, this week. <laughs> you, you look fly. Yes, I yes. I was I have seen uh, some of your looks. Yes today I, I feel like i'm just kind of regular but <laughs> on camera but i i went to all the events that i did i felt like i was looking fire as fuck. like my outfits was was on point i was looking good uh, i felt you know i'm i'm because i'm working out and getting stronger oh I, that's another thing gave me euphoria i lifted 310 pounds in my leg lift and, I started, wow. and I, wow. wow. I started off at 150 and I'm gonna build myself all the way up to 310.
1: That is wow. I started at 150.
0: I started off where I could only lift 150. Wow,
1: wow, and so, congratulations! That's some, that's yeah. yeah.
0: And so, hitting the gym since I started, I got my gym membership on July the 1st, and hitting the gym and really just trying to be stronger, not really focusing at all on losing weight. I just want to be, I want to be stronger and be able to, um, you know, that's just what I'm trying to do. And so I hit my record um, this week and hit 300, I leg pressed 310 pounds. Wow. And that means I could do what I consider a successful. I could do three sets of 12 lifts. Oh my goodness. Right. so. Yeah, do, that's You no do shit. 12 <laughs> lifts, rest, do another 12 lift, rest, and do another 12 lift. That's a complete set to me.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I was able to do finish complete because sometimes I'll get it and I can't do it because my muscles I almost say they'll give out, but I can't do it. I'm like, ooh, ooh, my legs, and be done. Yeah, but <laughs> I was able to complete three 310 pounds so yeah all those things my fashion my goal in my weightlifting and yeah the events that have given me euphoria this week so tell us what has been giving y'all euphoria this week and yeah we will see i hope y'all thanksgiving this is thanksgiving week if you celebrate thanksgiving or you use thanksgiving to see your damn family and spend time with your family since everybody is off we hope that you enjoy it. We hope that it's not full of, you know, bullshit. You know, sometimes family can be weird, <laughs> fucking weirdos. We yeah, hope that yeah. it is um full of love and full of care and full of thanksgiving and full of being grateful and people treating you like you were special and treating you like you are family yeah. and you are you are feeling the way the you love. deserve to
1: be treated. The mm-hmm. way you
0: deserve to be treated. So yeah. We will see y'all next week. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all.
1: And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out.
0: You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all.
2: Bye.
0: Bye bye. You gonna say bye, me?
2: Oh, bye, y'all! Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, don't you worry about a thing.